0: Welcome to a tape-based edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good pal, your good buddy, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man whom I wish I could fast-forward through. I give you the Brent. Answer me, maggot! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> a portent of things to come. Merry Christmas, the Brent. How was your Christmas yesterday? It was, it was, it was fine. It was very good. <laughs> It was very good. I can tell you, it was wrought with joy and, and delight. Well, I had a good time. I, I, I'm I'm not a big
1: fan of Christmas in general. I'm a Thanksgiving guy. Less pressure, less things to worry about. Food, football, on to the next day.
0: It is it is sort of a pressure cooker. It could be a it pressure is. cooker, you know. I and the thing is,
1: is the relief isn't even like some things you build up and you have a lot of stress before it, and then when it, the day actually comes. It's releasing. That's not Christmas. You're stressed yeah. about Christmas for like four or five days while you still hand out gifts that you couldn't get to the people on Christmas Day.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right, man. It, it it is like it's really like a week long. You've got it to is. get past all of December and then you're into the clear. Yeah. Occasionally you'll have the red straggler that rolls in, or if you're me uh, doing Secret Santa a thousand million miles away, you you have to wait around. Hopefully your package will show up again. Listen, that's that's the way that goes. Nevertheless, uh, one thing Christmas doesn't do is give you a lot of spare time, that's for sure, Uh, (laughs) but one thing it does do is give you time with your family and friends, and this is the perfect week uh, to do something like this with your family and friends, because last week we spun the wheel, we made the deal, and this week, Brent, we're going to be doing something a little bit outside of our normal, which is BAM VCR Games. The old VCR games, the Brent. Now, yes. Uh, VCR games, of course, came along with the invention of the VCR, uh, and you could doing
1: yeah. it beforehand would have been incredibly difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was a lot tougher because you had to hold the tapes up to the light, and that made, it was a lot slower. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, uh, you know, I it's funny to think about VCR games now, because eventually they you know, kind of morphed, it, I guess, the DVD games, sort of, sort of sure. kind of uh but uh, these things were around a lot longer than I anticipated uh, the bridge. do you remember the first time you ever played one of these bad boys? uh no, to be <laughs> honest
1: yeah uh, i I would assume it's actually the uh game we played this week.
0: That's the first one you've ever played, I think so, but Holy it was also smokes. one of the
1: first ones ever made, so
0: there you go, well, oh no, god, no incorrect, sir <laughs> so... uh, okay, I, well, we'll get back to that <laughs> yeah you're 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 close, but you're way off so. the VCR games, you know, VCRs didn't come around until around, I mean they were around in like 77 78, but I mean most people didn't own one, you know, our family didn't own one until the 80s they were expensive, man, and in the old days, they were huge hugely expensive, and families would go out, and you would rent the VCR, do you remember when we used to do that uh, the brand? I don't
1: remember us doing it, but I remember it being an option, You could go to Just Blockbuster. Like you rent consoles.
0: Yeah, you could you could get down to uh you could get down to Blockbuster Video, which we had one down here, and you could rent you'd rent the VCR, then you'd rent a couple movies. It wasn't crazy time like it became later. We'd rent like five or six movies. You'd get like a couple movies. You'd rent those, you'd bring the VCR home, hook it all up, and you and then you'd have it usually for parties. We mom would rent one for birthday parties, but I distinctly remember a birthday party where we watched Blue Thunder. I remember that <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. You know, because all my buddies were over there. I looked up, because I wasn't sure. I was like, wonder what the first VCR game was. Now, I can't confirm that this was the first VCR game, but I went over to board game geeks who have a comprehensive list. They're pretty much in the know. Of VCR board games. And the first one that they have listed uh, was a game called Video uh, Trivialities from 1984 which would have put the first VCR game somewhere in the ballpark of about six, uh, seven years in from the release of the VCR in the, in the States. And probably right in the wheelhouse of when a lot of people ended up getting VCRs. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised how many games were released uh, on, on from VCR games. I was also surprised that the last VCR game they've got listed on here is from all the way into 1997. If you can believe that, it's the X-Files trivia game from 1997. Now, a lot of these games were licensed, uh, Brett, and it's amazing how many of the games uh, were based on stuff. I'm just going to run down a few of these because I think they're kind of funny. Of course, you've got stuff like Star Wars, Star Trek. uh, Famous board games were, were a very popular choice. Stuff like Trivial Pursuit or Clue, Cluedo. Uh, those often got released, uh, but your big your big titles were licensed. You've got stuff like Wayne's World, one of my personal favorites, America's Funniest Home Video, because hey, you, you can just put the tape in there and not even play the game on that one. Uh, you've got uh, uh, stuff like California Games, the VCR game. Yes, that's real. They just took the video game and made it a VCR game somehow. Wow. So that's one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Often, uh, games would be popular that were based on sports. There's basketball, baseball, uh, football, wrestling. So you've got lots of that stuff in here. Uh, and uh, Golf, hockey. I shouldn't forget those. The Olympics are in there. So if you're into sports, you can watch that. I always wondered how that would play. I don't recall playing a lot of sports games on here. You also had a couple wrestling releases. Uh, one was All-Star uh. Wrestling Power Slam, which actually I used to own, that was based on the AWA. There's also the uh, WWF WrestleMania game, which me and Boat played a couple weeks ago. And then you had some that were like uh, like the Three Stooges, the Honeymooners. These were based on licenses that were long since passed, but they were, you know, they, were they, they pulled them back out of storage to give those a shot. Well, for uh, games
1: a, like that, yeah. you've already got the footage. So the most expensive part of a VCR game's already done. You That's just right. chop it up, edit it, and you're good to go. That's exactly. and most of these things that you're naming
0: are trivia games, right? And, and then you there's one makes here makes it even I, easier. There's one here I'd like to play. In fact, there's a little bit of footage played right now. There was a comedian and in in, uh, uh, in the 70s and 80s who's it was famous for doing uh, impressions. And his name was Rich Little. He's got a game in here called Rich Little's VCR Charades. That would be kind of cool. That's one of the earlier ones too. Uh, do you remember Rich Little? perchance? I don't think you do. Do you? Dead government. He was a big deal. He was a big. He had a big Howard Cosell impersonation. You probably don't know who that is either. <laughs> I do know who he is. Yeah. Well, you got that going for you. So you've never played any of these. I've played. Uh, I've played a couple. In fact, I owned a couple. But I've, I looked all week trying to find these stupid games. I owned Doorway to Horror. I owned All Star Power Slam Wrestling. Was one that I owned. And I also owned one of the uh, sports ones, which ai don't remember which one, but it was one of the football ones back in the day. These were not super popular amongst our crowd, uh, but they did have their followers, uh, the Brent. They weren't su- super popular anywhere. They did pretty that, well. I mean, sales-wise. Well, that's thats not what I read. I heard some of them did pretty well. Well, uh, it, it, depends. It, it depends. What do you call country? pretty well? Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't know what the—, the uh, I guess if they had a sequel, we're gonna say they did okay. And yeah. So that's and so a lot and there were some *True Pursuit*, for example, had sequels. There were there were some that had sequels and series. So you know, but I think it's neat. They also had some real strange ones here. Like we're looking at one route, but there's there's one there's one about fishing called *Hooked on Bass*. There's one on uh, about shooting birds called *Gone Birding*. That's another one. <laughs> so, there was some bizarre st- bizarre stuff in here. There's a dog fight game. There's a lot of murder mystery games, which would be kind of fun. Sure. Uh, there's there's even one about horse racing, which I could see where that would be kind of fun. But well, seems- yeah, because
1: th- those are easy. You just, you know, everyone gambles on what horse is going to win. Then you hit play, and then you, that's it. You're done.
0: <laughs> so. Now, we, the name of this category was VCR games that aren't Action Max. Now, yes. I'm going to, of course, I don't agree with you. I don't think Action Max is a VCR game per se, because it's not like the others. Or your Captain Powers, where you have a gimmick that you shoot at the screen or whatever. But those, I guess you could sort of categorize as VCR games uh, if you wanted to. But the Action Max also had a, a console that came along with it. If you're interested in the Action Max, that was one of my favorite episodes we ever did. Uh, if you go check out the Action Max, I hated it. That's another reason I liked it so much. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Um, the, what are the problems with VCR games? Well, once you play through the tape, you're pretty much bummed. You've seen everything. It's tough. The replayability's tough. Yeah, it's... You know, some of these things lend themselves to repeated views more than others. You know what I mean? Sure. But there's no way to change it. You can see... uh, uh, You can see uh, uh, the internet making V-Series a lot more fun because you can film, like... Or even DVDs where you can add in, like, a hundred times more footage than you had, you know... Also with
1: DVDs, you can go to different chapters. You could say, okay, you know if this is your second time playing, like skip to chapter four and then it's a whole different game right It's a lot it's a lot more uh, uh,
0: replayable at that point. Now let's talk about how we came to play the game we chose this week. Uh, when this category got spun last week, I was very excited because I knew for sure that I had at least two VCR games standing by. One was called Doorways to Horror, and one was a wrestling title. And then I can't find them. anyway. I walked yeah. all over my house. I don't think I threw them out because I remember holding one up to boat one time and saying, we got to play this sometime, you know, on camera. So, I, And it wasn't that long ago. So somewhere buried in my infinite stacks of crud are these games. But i got to give the Brent credit. Uh, he pulled our bacon out of the fire this week. Tell him what you did, the Brent. Uh, we use a, a little program
1: uh, you can get off Steam, or Good Old Games, a lot of places called Tabletop Simulator, and what this is is just a a platform for people to make board games, and uh, you have a lot of people who will copy in real life board games and let you play them digitally. Uh, the benefit of this, of course, is no cleanup. The, uh, uh, downfall is you have to kind of learn the controls, but once you get over that, any game that comes up will be available to play, and the list of tabletop available games, either legitimate or, uh, uh, fan-created is extensive, and I mean
0: extensive. Now, do you pay for the extra games, <coughs> or do you just pay for the software and that's it? Uh, both. Both. You can get legitimate tabletop
1: simulator versions of games if you want. Uh, They have a handful of of fully licensed games. But mostly, you are looking at fan-created stuff, replications of games, and it is very um, uh, dependent on the author, on the quality. Some games are so advanced that the scripting is done for you so, like say, if a lot of stuff happens at the end of a turn, they'll just make an end of turn button, and when you get to that point, you hit the end of turn button, and all of the bookkeeping or fiddly bits are automatically done for you It's tabletop simulator' it's an incredibly uh, diverse program. If you have any interest in board games, I highly recommend picking it up, not sponsored, but holy cow, I use it
0: uh almost every week, almost it's on every sale week. right now too if you're on Steam if you're interested. Now, yeah, ten let me, bucks. Let me ask ten you. Ten bucks we're, will get you in. While but, we're talking about this, yeah. how how do the various game man, cause you know, I know we know some of these game manufacturers in the real world. What are yeah. they are they keen on the someone taking their junk and converting it to digital? <laughs> I'm um, guessing they're not.
1: It's split. Because you have a lot of websites that do sort of the same thing and they are they're Uh, For example, BoardGameArena.com has hundreds of licensed board games, uh, all scripted out. You can play asynchronous or real-time, and the manufacturers love it, give their blessings to it even, because they know that this is a way to get people to buy hard copies of the game. There, of course, are some manufacturers out there, producers that don't like it, will request that the game gets taken down and Steam just says, Okay, you can't have that mod anymore and then it's gone. Hmm. Or of course you've always got your underground for this kind of stuff as well. So uh we when I, I knew this was going to be a rough week, so I started doing some research and found uh Nightmare, the game we're gonna be playing today, is available through the Steam Workshop on Tabletop Simulator. And it is a a very good version, visually. And it even has, you know, the video plays through a YouTube video. So it's it's ready to go. We were up and running in what, Aaron? Two minutes?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I was very impressed. Uh, and once you understand how to control the actual board, you know, because you can spin the board around and zoom in and out and, uh, you know, manipulate the pieces... Uh, it was real simple uh,
1: and yeah. and on more complicated games you have to know a, you, you have to have more understanding of the program but for something like nightmare uh it's it's was quick and easy to get into cuz there's it's not a very complex game but we'll get into that but yeah tabletop simulator highly recommend it it has multiple vcr games this just happened to be the one we stuck with to do this week
0: now i will say uh, um we, we literally went to the 11th hour, didn't we, Brent, before we could it, get this yeah, thing in? It
1: was today when we finished this yeah, we,
0: <laughs> playing we, the game. We, we we played late into the night uh, last night. But I will say, uh, we absolutely uh, spent a great deal of time with the game. And yeah. then I, it's one of the few times I've researched something before playing it.
1: And so <laughs> yeah. it, was,
0: it, it actually added a different slant to it. So, heck, Brent, enough talk. Let's just get into the darn thing. Like Brent said, we played a game. It's called Nightmare Man, and yes. it was a uh, game that was released in uh, 1991. It was published by J.W. Spear and Sons. They did a lot of these uh, VCR games. Uh, this one is a horror-based game that uh, recommends three to six players and plays up to sixty minutes. And that's a that's a fact because we used the we went the whole sixty, uh, and it includes, of course, dice. And cards, it's all dice and card-based. I'm going to let Brent get into the particulars of it. Brent, did you look into the, I actually finally found the background on this. Did you actually look into the background? You want to talk on that?
1: Absolutely. I, <clears throat> first, the, the name of the company that made this uh, is mm. A Couple of Cowboys. Yeah. This is an Australian-based creation. Uh, and, it, it, from like you said, from 1991. This actually has a pretty interesting backstory of how this all happened. Uh, a couple of guys were filming for a uh, program called Simon Townsend's Wonderful World. And that's where Philip Town Tam- Tanner and Brett Clements met. And, you know, they had a, a good working relationship, so they kind of said, you know what, let's do our own thing. And they came up with a program called Oz Quiz. And <coughs> they started... Uh, uh, Packaging this up, it was a a game that came in a mini portable cooler, and it sold three hundred thousand units, which is huge in the board game world, especially back then. Did you say that it came in a cooler? Yeah, came in a port mini portable cooler. Okay, I, I don't know exactly. Okay. It's a quiz game, of course, but I, I don't know the particulars. So, uh, they they went and they said, you know what? We think this could be a TV show and they started pitching because they both had background in film and, and went and tried to sell this to producers and everything and they were like uh you know we we it's an awesome concept but we're not going to run with it and then after they got done with their pitch got refused the government one of the government broadcasters basically stole their idea and made the show So they couldn't fight it. They didn't have enough money to fight it. So they said, okay, let's just go on to our next, our next venture. And they came up with a show called Dare, based on Truth or Dare. They went, uh, Parker's brother picked it up. Uh, They went and tried to get the TV rights for it. Again, the network was like, uh, you know, you know, we're interested, but we don't think it's going to happen. And shortly after that, Double Dare, which I think you're familiar with, Aaron, uh, I, I know I am as a kid. Oh, yeah. But the network's picked up Double Dare shortly. After. So those guys so are getting
0: screwed twice.
1: They're getting screwed. They're getting <laughs> screwed. Now, Dare and Double Dare are probably different enough to be separate shows. Uh, but they were like, you know what? This is ridiculous. So we're going to just go and we're going to make our own horror film. And they both agreed. They said, you know what? We're going to do it. Because they've been doing TV shows. They've been doing commercials. They want to get into their own thing. So they decided that they're going to make a... a a uh, horror movie and Philip said, you know, let's do this horror movie. And then they got this idea. He's like, you know what? I have board game backgrounds. We both have movie backgrounds. Let's combine the two and mm. we'll make a horror board game. And they developed it over six months. Uh, Brett ended up writing the script for it. They got, uh, uh, God, I'm going to butcher this name. Whitney Newellsell, as the actor, the main actor for this thing, the only actor. went along to do, have a tremendously uh, diverse and long career, still works in the industry today, uh, doing definitely mostly television series, but he's done a few other things as well. Very uh, highly sought after and highly talented actor. And they get him, they film it, They film all his scenes. They work out the board game. They start playtesting within their own company. And playtesting is going well. So they say, you know what? We're going to do this. Put it all together. Present it to the the CEO. And bam, done. They, They said they loved it. Got it into production. Now, in 1991, in the Australian market, if you sold... 5,000 units in your first year, you were considered a success. That was a successful uh, market. They sold just in the Christmas of 1991, 30,000 units just at Christmas, uh, just in Australia. They went on from there. They started, said they said, We've got something. They started. Branching off into different markets, sold seventy thousand throughout all of Australia. Started bringing in actors from other countries because you know this is an English language game. Started bringing in actors from other countries to play the main role, the main villain. Ooh, good idea! With all these other languages, yeah. Aaron, how many copies uh, across all of the Nightmare games for which there were several? Versus like, all the different languages, yeah. you think they
0: sold? Well, I think there were like I know there were like at least three of these games. There may have been four. There were, God.
1: yeah. And plus, you have to remember they had all of the uh, the different language variants as well. I don't know.
0: Uh, uh, four hundred fifty thousand. Four million. <laughs> four <laughs> wow! Million. I was way off. Holy smokes! The the, the concept was
1: so successful especially in the beginning they were they were going to spin this off into movies and television shows yeah now sales of course slowed uh, mainly because the the concept of a VCR games started to slow as well uh, this is by far from anything I found to be the most successful VCR game uh, they really they really hit it on the head when they produced this now, Okay, so we got all that out of the way. So what is the game? The game is a board game that, uh, uh, the board game aspect of it is dull and boring. You basically put your pieces on the board, and you go in a clockwise motion trying to collect keys, and the keys will unlock the middle, which will allow you to win the game. Um... it's all based off of dice roll. When you land on certain squares, you'll draw a card and either do what the card says, or, uh, if it's based on time, you have to wait until that time of the VCR tape comes up. The way the VCR tape works in this is it continuously runs. You hit start when you play, when you begin play and it runs in the background continuously. Most of the time it just has a picture of a clock on it.
0: I'd never, I've cl- never heard of that concept in a VCR game. By the way, where yeah, you, yeah, they I never work like that. Yeah, I, it's pretty unique.
1: And uh, event every once in a while, a figure will come on the screen who's called the gatekeeper, and the gatekeeper will insult you and he'll uh, berate you, and he is the the driving force of the game. He'll tell you to do things. He'll uh, banish some players to the black hole, which means they're out of the game for a certain amount of time. And uh, it's all, the game is him. In, in In reality, the game is him being able to do what he says. You talk back to the screen. Uh, anytime he comes on the screen, you're supposed to stop play and acknowledge, say yes, my gatekeeper or no, my gatekeeper or answer, uh, you know, out loud to the room, because this is supposed to be played with three to six people around a table watching this VCR tape. And during play, he goes through many different emotions. He gets happy, he gets mad, he gets sad, he gets childlike, he gets evil. And it's all the play on his emotions and the the background music and the build-up that makes the game special. If the game was just the board game and you move around, nothing. There's absolutely nothing there. The game is so basic that it's it's dull. Dull, dull, dull. Even for 91 when a lot of the more complex uh, aspects of board gaming weren't realized. But uh, the gatekeeper does such an incredible job keeping the energy up keep the acting in it is off the charts. Good. Yeah. Uh, Did I enjoy my time with nightmare? I'm ashamed to say I did. I'm ashamed to say I did. I'm a board gamer who plays all these incredibly complex board games. I literally play a new board game every week. Uh, Euro style board games, stuff that is complicated math problems or puzzles. That are uh, you know based on building infrastructure or chains of events, combos of events, and this is Candyland level board gaming. And I am I am somewhat ashamed to say playing this with Aaron last night, even though we didn't have the recommended three players, uh, even though we did mess up some aspects of the game. Aaron, did you know on the back of the keys, each key has a, has a special power. And one of the special powers is to not have to go to the black hole. Oh, no, so I didn't know that. We, messed, we, we we screwed that up a little bit. <clears throat> but having the gatekeeper come on the screen, yell, insult one of us, we really got into it. Uh, and that's another thing. If you don't have a, a a group that you're playing with that plays with the gimmick, it's gonna be a crap time. But if you have some if you have people that are willing to go along with the gimmick you know, say, yes, my gatekeeper, you know, really get into the, the atmosphere, which is, uh, uh, the actor does such a good job presenting, uh, you can enjoy this game once, because once you play through it and you know the events, even though I couldn't tell you what event happens at what time, we've now seen all the events, and it's going to lose its appeal. So. I, while I super enjoyed this game and I know people who own this game, going back and playing a second time is not going to have near the impact that doing it for that first time, Aaron, what did you think about it?
0: Well, you know, I was, uh, listen, I've played a lot of these uh, VCR games, not this one. I've never played one, like I mentioned, where you just hit the tape, hit play and, and go. Uh, And I'll talk, me and Boat just played with these races. I'll talk about that here in a little bit, just to show you the difference. But it is nice. It's been hit the tape. They do a great job. It's funny, when I was downloading footage for this game, and it was just this guy's face and a clock, I was like, this is going to suck. But the guy is the game. I mean, he is, and he's top shelf. He's a top shelf actor. And he really is, he comes across great in the game. And as the game goes on, he becomes more and more unhinged. The music ramps up. It gets at the end of the game it was so loud we could hardly hear each other talk. Yeah, and there's it was just it, it craziness is going on, and so that guy, that aspect that was great. Like that guy is great. He's yeah. great. I can't put him over enough as an actor, quality actor. And who? Because f- he wasn't working with the best material. Oh, I thought the material ended up being pretty good. It was okay. I, I'm sure he took it and then made yeah. it his own. Uh, the uh, game. One of the elements of the game that I didn't like was there's so many draw piles. There's yeah. three draw piles in this game. Plus, and and one of the draw piles does nothing but let you do events at certain times on the screen. And, and I guess what we were drowning in cards. There were so many cards, too many cards that you pick up through the game. Uh, and that was a turnoff. Uh, also, the, the game does... Uh, Kind of get you to rush through, and sometimes this guy will pop on the great game uh, screen while you're in the middle of a turn or something, and there's no waiting around for you to finish what you were doing because this guy's screaming at you uh, to 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 and and bad mouthing you. His material, I like his material was really good. He makes you feel like garbage. Sometimes he's nice, but often he's just a complete scumbag. He treats you like crap the whole game. He insults you. He insults all the players. He'll just pop up and just. For no good reason, stick in the hole, you know. Yeah. He's and he and he he. I mean, he. Uh, uh, it's you've got a real odd relationship with this guy, but it, he makes it a lot of fun. Uh, the element of collecting the keys. This game we played a sixty minute game last night. Now I won the game in about fifty seven minutes. Yeah, but it was. We, we went watch the last three minutes, but I mean, it was right down to the wire, and it. It a lot of the. This isn't a game for your uh, European board game set. Who believe that the only way to win these games is through your own wits and your yeah. and and, no, and number counting and math. That's all out the window here. That's, I don't think there's any strategy to it, uh, but it is. It would be fun on like a, a a night with your buddies. I could see getting six people together around the table and playing this and having a good time. Uh, you know, I, we should mention this because uh, Pixel has brought it up. <clears throat> In some parts of the world, this a game is known as Atmosphere. And yes. also atmosphere is on all the cards and stuff as well. And I believe there was a uh uh there was a other show. It's like I'm 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 hundred percent sure that in the UK there's a show called Nightmare. And I'm sure that's why they had to do that. And there's some other places too. Uh, yeah, were there, there were there were legal reasons they couldn't use Nightmare throughout the world because uh properties already existed.
1: Yes. I
0: will correct. say though, I liked <clears throat> you know, one of the problems with the BCR games is that you're perpetually You're perpetually rewinding and stop, or or playing and stopping, playing and stopping, and so you're part of the game. Time is is wound up. You know, if you ever use the VCR, they don't just fire right up. Not old ones anyway. You have to sit there, and they got like they crank up, and then you have to stop, and they're making all this noise. It is neat and uh, to just hit play, and it adds the elements, the timer, the ability to 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 know that you're going to be playing the tape the whole time. It lets them ramp up a lot of the tension. Yes. this was definitely one of the more tense games I've played. You know, I could absolutely sit around and play this with the boy. He would love this one time, yeah. and this guy would probably scare him. You know, because because he's such a jerk. But for kids, playing something, oh, with Aaron, your kids, son's not. they
1: big a jerk, man. Calm no, he take
0: off. I'll talk <laughs> about this guy. Uh, but I, I I think that with your kids, this could be a lot of fun. And the fact I will say, the fact that this is available to play on Board Game Geek. And no, by the way, it's oh, usually tabletop simulator. They've also got all the other versions of this too. Yeah, so you can actually sit down and play like what four or five versions of this, and uh, have a good time with it. You know, you didn't get into the backstory on this, thing, but I'm going to get into it a little bit because I think it's sort of interesting because we didn't even I, I didn't even know it. So the game takes place in a, 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 a the game takes place in an area called the Other Side, and there are six Harbingers. That's the players. Each one has the authority over a province, okay? We didn't know any of this. To play the game, you pick one of the Harbingers. There's uh, Gavod, Gavodin, the werewolf, Helen, the uh, poltergeist, Khufu, the mummy, Baron, Samadhi, the zombie, and the Chantrain, the witch, and Elizabeth Bathory, the vampire. Yeah. The, their names that do get mentioned on the board. But the guy never, ever talks about any of the backstory, which I kind of wish he had. I mean, I think it would have been a lot more fun if this had like a little intro video that well, sort of showed what was going on. And I wonder if they shot, if they added that stuff after they shot the video, Brad. To be
1: fair, all of them except for Helen the Poltergeist yeah. are based off of historic characters or real-life characters.
0: So they they all have real-world background. I just wonder why they didn't implement that into the video. Um, you know, because that
1: we length like said, we, of didn't,
0: tape. we didn't oh come on.
1: No, I'm telling take, you that's probably part five, of it. You could
0: put put 5 minutes of an intro one there because we didn't know any of this stuff that was going on here where they they they're trying to go around the board to win so you could gain power or whatever. You know, none of that stuff's mentioned. That would have been a lot cuz that's sort of a missed opportunity, you know. Well, uh, and
1: the cards, the cards reflect the character Characters by name, and if you don't know who's who, it does become a little bit difficult.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I I, I agree. Think, I think it would have been a lot more fun if they would have worked the that stuff into the game more. And the funny thing is, in the subsequent games, Nightmare Two and Three, the different other characters actually are the ones that end up hosting the the shows. Yes. You know. So do you want to get into that a little bit? Uh, no, not really,
1: because <laughs> for for this game, that's not so important. And they only made uh, three games. The next game, uh, the Baron, the Zombie is the host, and I believe they did one with Helen, uh, and then I think all the other ones got
0: canceled. Well, here they are. Nightmare Two is hosted by Baron Samati, and it came out ninety-two. Nightmare Three is hosted by and the Chatrain That's the that's the, uh, the witch. witch. That's a ninety-three, and Nightmare Four is hosted by Elizabeth Bathory. You remember her? She's the one that used to bathe in the blood of yes. keep her young. That one was released in 94. Uh, and the next one was supposed to have Khufu but in 95, but they uh, stopped. They didn't ever quite finish that one. Correct. So, so there you go. Now, uh, Aaron,
1: I have something for you to consider. Alright. Uh, you know, this game came out 30 years ago. Oh, geez. I can say now, that painful. What is... The popular thing to do with games or events or shows or movies when they reach certain milestones of their existence.
0: Maybe like a, an anniversary collection or something. Kickstarter anniversary collection. No kidding! It just finished up yeah. December
1: 13th. Uh, How much... In American
0: dollars, do you think they raised? Now, wait a minute. This is... So, you're telling me that Uh we randomly picked this. Then we randomly picked this game, and it just had a Kickstarter revival end? Yes. Well, can you tell me what they were asking for? And I'll tell you No, no, just how much did they raise? They probably raised... I don't know. This game's pretty popular. Let's say they raised, I don't know, uh, uh, 100 grand. They raised
1: three hundred and fifty five thousand us dollars yeah they are they which succeeded not only in their kickstarter campaign but all of their backer goals uh they are re-releasing this game it is not going to be a vcr game anymore of course that would have been detrimental to the the whole concept uh but they are re-releasing the board cards they're going to have special pieces uh the video is going to be downloadable or watchable, streamable online. They actually brought the guy back, not to refilm. It's not a new film. They're just retouching the old footage. But they they brought the old guy, the, the main actor, back to do a little side shoot. Yeah. And successful Kickstarter campaign uh, finished up less than two weeks ago. What do you yeah, think
0: about that, Aaron? That what is, I'm telling you, it's... Serendipity. It's it's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I, you know, I I have to say I I found out that this game's popular and I don't think I've ever I'm not sure I've ever heard of it until this week, to be honest. I know it it's one of the most popular games for the VCRs, but I mean I don't maybe I'd moved on in ninety one. I was already out of high school and out working, so I guess but that that ship had sailed. That's crazy though to think about. I'm go good. I'm glad to see listen, you should be rewarded for doing well, you know, and they did and this was a good one, I have to say. I give this one uh, my th- a thumbs up to try. And I, I, like I said, you only have to go through it once. But it, I would get as many people as you could. That'd probably make it a lot more yes. fun.
1: Yeah, and if you are interested, you can actually uh, still go to the Kickstarter campaign and order as a late backer. They haven't gotten to the point where they are, they've cut that off yet. Are they going to actually uh, and,
0: release a box and stuff for it?
1: Yes, yep. The whole box, the whole board car, new cards, new pieces, new everything, except you won't get the tape. Uh you'll have to stream that online. But if you do a search for Atmosphere on Kickstarter, you can if this is something that interests you, you can actually go and pick it up. They're actually selling both Atmosphere and Nightmare depending on you know what you grew up with as a kid or you can buy both if you're insane uh so yeah check it out the kickstarter is pretty interesting it's kind of fun that they they keep the uh demeanor of the gatekeeper throughout the kickstarter updates. so that's kind of fun to read yeah he calls the bikers maggots and oh i've got he, to go see that he break he breaks oh well, it's, it's all text
0: oh uh, but
1: he he breaks down when they reach the goal and you know Uh, in the video at one point, he breaks down, he talks about how he's not always mean and he wants to do something kind. He kind of does that in the Kickstarter comments. So yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty incredible that we just happenstance the 30th anniversary. And I wanted to be sure to get
0: that in there. That is crazy. You know, before we get out of VCR games entirely, I'm not going to do a full bit on this, but I couldn't resist the brand You know, just a uh, uh, about a month and a half ago, me and the boat just uh, boat brought this out of. I bought this for him as a gift, and he brought this out on a whim, and me and him ran through it. You didn't get to play it, so I'm just going to touch on it briefly. But we, me and boat, took a look at WrestleMania, the VCR game. Uh, the uh, uh, can't show footage. <laughs> w, well, I, yeah, I can not because it's from the video that I edited, uh, <laughs> and so uh, me and the boat took a look at this uh, this game. And let me tell you something. This is the most heavily edited video I've ever done, trying to get this thing on, and We did it. We pulled it off on YouTube. No easy task. But uh, the VCR WrestleMania game, again, this was more of a traditional VCR game that I was used to, where you go around a board with your wrestlers trying to win the match, and as you do it, uh, you occasionally will come onto an area where you will hit play on the tape, and then it will show a, a bit of footage, and then you once you watch the footage, it will tell you uh, how many points were uh, were given up or whatnot. And it's 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 a lot more uh, uh, traditional wise what I'm used to. I will say, if you're a wrestling fan, playing a game like this is it's sort of fun. You can see some of this old footage. Uh, and if you're a board game fan, it's definitely more. T- there's no there's more to it. A lot more there to is, it. but it's still it's garbage. a better board game than Nightmare uh, yeah. was. But it has really complex rules, and it almost hard to follow rules. But there are a couple of elements of the game that I think are great, and one of them is when you start the game, you ha- you both have to reach into the promo deck and get you a pick. It's kind of wrestling style promo, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but uh, aside from that, it's it can get it can get to you uh, playing this game because it just seems like back and forth random action. I think me and boat did best two out of three. I won that one too. I'm sort of like the VCR king. Uh, well done. Uh, and Yeah, thank you. If you are interested in checking this VCR game out, and we actually were, we filmed an entire game. You're seeing footage of it right now if you're watching at home. You can see there's a lot of riveting footage here on the right of a blank screen. That's because the VCR part, uh, once once you're not playing it, it just goes to they turn the VCR off and it's the blank screen till the game part starts. But it was pretty fun. I had a good time cutting promos with the boat on this. And boat as usual, whenever something like this comes up, he's triple excited for whatever reason. I've never understood. But we, we did have a good time uh, having fun with that one. Now, something else that provides me infinite pleasure, Brent, and is always a good time. You know what it is. Let's spin this sucker. The It's time for the wheel. Here we go. Oh, alright. Let's do some wheel now, action. I'm going to tell you right now, we've added a couple pieces this week. Um... The new Retro Rewind piece this week is the Sega Dreamcast. I'm bringing it back to the Brent, the Dreamcast. Yes. And then our new piece this week, uh, this comes to us courtesy of Chris Foltz. Chris Bold. And the pie piece is sequel games that aren't like the original. Sequel games that aren't like the original. There's a lot of stuff on here, uh, the Brent, but it should be fun to, uh, to pick something out here. Are you ready to go? I am. Let's pick something good. Here we go. Uh, Preferably burger-based games. That's oh, what, I'm, right That's what I'm rooting for. And uh, holy oh. smokes, are you kidding me? The winner, Brent, is the Dreamcast. Got it in one. Got it in one, the Dreamcast. Now, do you want to set up any insider rules to the Dreamcast this week? Absolutely not. Dreamcast, the whole library is open. We haven't, I don't know if we've done more than one. Have we only done one ever? Uh, Dreamcast, uh, uh, just thing? one, yeah. I don't even remember what I played. Do you, I don't you either, right off, off the top of my head. It was a long time ago. I'm gonna look real quick just because I'm interested. Uh, the Dreamcast, of course, I've got four of these things, Brent, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, we've done, we did, um. The last one we did, we've actually done two of I these. I think I did Seaman, didn't I? We did Typing of the Dead and Rush twenty forty nine. Oh, okay. That was our, and that was the one we that was the one we did before. So, any anything aside from those two is inbounds. Uh The bridge should be a lot of fun. I Absolutely. will say, I do love St. Justus' Rush twenty forty nine. So I'm not surprised that I picked that one. But I'm going to pick something that I don't even know about. I don't even know. I'm going to go way out in left field. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Brent, any housekeeping we need to take care of here before we move along?
1: Absolutely. Last week we took a lot a look at Sinclair, uh, QL, Q-L games, and at that time we had bought a a compilation of games, oh, and I yeah. made the comment that uh, uh I didn't think that the developers were getting any kickback from this, or I did I suspected they weren't. Uh, we had the the uh, producer of those compilations come into our chat channel oh, was very yeah. respectful and said, "Nope, the ones that we can track down, be it the developer or the producer, of course, whoever holds the rights, they do a, a, a kickback to for whenever they make those royalties." So, uh, thumbs up for that. I'm sure it's you know pennies, but it's the fact that they make the effort. To do what's right, to support those guys, uh, makes spending that money for those compilations even better to me.
0: You know that that QL episode was well received. It was one of our bigger uh, uh, shows, which is funny because it would we, we drugged that one out, kicking and scream, and I also got a lot of comments on the way we pronounce Cuthbert. Uh, in fact, I'm looking Cuthbert. at I'm looking at Cuthbert. Hazy Thirty Three right here. No, he says the way it should be pronounced is Cussbert. Cuss. C-U-S-S, Cuthbert. He said every time we said, uh, uh, every, we had a lot of people that say this, that anytime we said Cuthbert, they would groan and, and shake their hand at the screen. Look at these dummies. All I can tell you is in the States here, in the good old U.S. of A, where we're as smart as we are handsome, that sucker is C-U-T-H in, in the U.S. That's Cuth. There's no yep. way you can get Cuss out of that. <laughs> uh, and so we apologize. It's funny because I've been calling him Cuthbert my whole life. Because I have played Cuthbert uh, goes walkabout, or Cuthbert, if you will. From now uh, on, I'm just calling him C-Bert. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, we we do apologize for anyone that didn't like the way you pronounce Cuthbert. I'm not apologizing for that. Uh, you are an unapologetic <laughs> bum. But yeah, thanks everybody for uh, uh, for watching that Sinclair QL. That was a that was a good episode for us, and uh, maybe one of these days, Brent. Listen, we've got this package. We maybe we'll come back and do another uh, uh, QL, and we should absolutely come back and do another VCR games because that was a once we actually found one that was a lot of fun. So I'm just gonna start looking for VCR games, and then maybe it'll come up on the Retro Rewind somewhere down the line. Should be pretty fun. Um, I want to quickly and briefly uh, mention that the uh, promotion with uh, Retro Rewind for the Christmas uh, for the Christmas gift cards has uh, has ended. Uh, Frank did a very good job. Uh, they donated quite a bit of money up there to the uh, to the uh, bread. $700 he
1: yeah. dues
0: to the yeah. local food bank. We did not take the prize of the brand. We were the underdog. And I will say, it wasn't for the lack of shilling and underhanded tactics by you. At, at every step of the way, filling in for any show, you can be sure Brent was going to shill. Uh, but Frank uh, was very kind and did give everyone a $25 uh, gift card giveaway, which we'll probably give that away on our uh, upcoming two hundred show. Do you want to yep. briefly, before we go, mention it about uh, what's going on with the 200? Nope. Nope? Okay, still still tight-lipped. Don't think that's because he's being coy. He doesn't know, is the, is the correct answer. Look at him. He don't know what's going on. So, please join us next week as we once again delve into Sega's last console but the Sega Dreamcast. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. For God's sakes, Before the week's over, pull out those dusty old VCRs, grab your copy of Nightmare, and get to playing, you slimy maggots.
1: Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Special thank you to Duncan Styles for our Vector style graphics and Bartbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at Patreon.com/ARGPresent, just like these fine folks: Rolo, Olaf, Hope, oh, Terry Howard, Gary Heather, John Schaller, the Solo Norris, Frodo and El, Chris Bold, Mitiyama, Jason Warren, Rob Black O'Hara. Andy Craig Andy Jones Kevin Bean Pachako6502 Anthony Jarvis Steve Rathmussen Bernhard Lucas Dave Velociraptor Graham W. Vetke Mr. B David Terrence Super Tech Boy Aram Sundown Texas Foosballer Air Shack Retrology John Dykeman Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mario Ramey. They all have access to our Discord channel and their names put and called out in the credits. Why don't you? If you have an idea for a wheel piece, you can email us at ARGPresents at mail.com. Be sure to visit our sponsor, RetroRewind.ca and use promo code ARG10 to get 10% off your order. We film live every Sunday 10 a.m. EDT. Hope to see you there.